Hi, and welcome to Firsties with Reba and Ross. I'm Ross. I'm Reba. And uh, this is our first episode <coughs> of Venture Brothers coverage. Uh, that won the poll online, or the very informal poll, <laughs> which was just based on comments and tweets and stuff. Yeah. It was actually really close. It was between this and Lost. Uh, but yeah, Venture yeah. Brothers got a little bit more, so we're doing that. All right, let's. <laughs> yeah. Get started. Yeah. Um. So, so just to give people an idea of where we're at with the show, I've seen every episode of the Venture Brothers. I'm caught up. Yes. Reba, you've seen a few, right? <laughs> Maybe these first two and a couple others. Yeah. But, but I'm not, not for sure. Yeah. And, but everything you've seen is from this first season, right? I think so. so. That's pretty much all you yeah. have about the show that's that's my knowledge base so we'll be approaching this kind of as with, with me knowing kind of where it goes and how it evolves as a show and you as just you know thinking about how it is presented in these early episodes right yeah. okay so uh, i don't know i had organized things so that we could kind of talk about episode one bit and then go into two uh this was kind of a weird situation where well, just to clarify for everybody, if you're if you're trying to watch along with us, if you're watching on Netflix, we're covering episodes one and two of season one. If you're on the DVD set, you're we're covering a special feature called uh, it, "The Terrible Secret of Turtle Bay." It's on the last disc as a special, but it's actually the original pilot of the show. And then if you just watch the episodes, the DVDs start at what on Netflix is episode two, which is a uh, Dia de los Dangerous. So it's a little confusing. The reason that it's that way is this pilot was uh, created and aired a year and a half before the series even existed. Oh, wow. So that's why uh, watching these two, the art style is quite a bit different. Uh, it's not just that it's a pilot, it's that it was created in a completely different environment. Hmm. <laughs> so. That's interesting. Something to keep in mind uh, while you're going through these episodes. So yeah, I, I wrote down, I the pilot, that the first episode, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> aired uh, on February 16, 2003. So it's been a while. Yeah. For a show that's only had five seasons, that's a very oh long gosh. time ago. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, you can tell it's kind of a proof of concept. Uh, they're trying to introduce a lot of the world, but you know. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think of this episode? Just I liked it. I thought it was very clever. Yeah. I thought um, they they did some smart things with the stereotypes that they were playing with. Right, like the um, the main like, one, the the Johnny Quest type yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty clear in this episode that, you know, Dr. Venture is kind of the Dr. Quest uh, uh, comparison, or, like, character, and then you've got Brock Sampson as the race Bannon, and you've got the Venture Brothers as Johnny Quest. But, uh... Ah, I have <laughs> never actually seen Johnny Quest. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you just have a feel for it, kind of what those shows are. Um, it, Brock reminded me of Johnny Bravo. Okay. Like, that's who he reminds me of, that, like... I remember watching that show with my cousin, who at the time was like eight or nine, mm -hmm. and I watched it, and the guy, Johnny Bravo, was like this 
super sexual guy. <laughs> yeah. And some of the things that me, like I think I think I'm 13 years older. So here I am in my early 20s watching this cartoon with this nine-year-old <laughs> and thinking, oh my God, I can't believe his parents are letting him watch this. I remember that show being on like when I was junior high. Well, yeah, or... it was, uh, um, I mean, they were reruns yeah. at that point. Because um, I remember, I loved it when I was a little kid and like that was that was my other thought. I was like, I can't believe I didn't get this. Even as a little kid, that was a show that occasionally I'd watch and be like, this is a really weird show to be aiming at children on Cartoon <laughs> Network. Like, about this guy who's just trying to pick up women all the time. Yeah. But yeah. that's interesting you mentioned that. Uh, the comparison with Brock is, you know, like, he's obviously, like, the big muscle-bound guy. And in the second episode, I, maybe the first, he's wearing the black shirt. I know it's, uh, he's not wearing it in the first, but yeah. in the second, yeah. So he does kind of look like Johnny Bravo yeah. to a degree, where he's got the blonde hair and all that. Yeah. I never made that comparison, but yeah, they um, have him trying to hook up with different, or not really well, trying so much. Like He just does. Yeah. I mean. And that was, that was a weird to me, seeing the later episodes of Venture Brothers, that in the first couple, like, Brock's basically hooking up with prostitutes. Right, right. So, like, later it's like, why does Brock need to see prostitutes? <laughs> He's doing fine. <laughs> but, but, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff kind of felt like prototypes. Or, you know, like, they, they obviously right. wanted to get across what they were doing with this show. That the Venture Brothers were the innocent, you know, morning adventure cartoon type characters. And, like, you can tell that they're just writing them as basically the same character. Yeah. The pilot in the second episode and... Like, they have the little joke about Dean's supposed to be the smarter one. <laughs> Dean and Dr. Venture both mention that. Mm -hmm. But uh, it really is yeah. just kind of... Uh, like, they're both playing the Johnny Bravo type role. <laughs> you mean Johnny Quest. Or Johnny Quest. Yeah, very different Johnny. Yeah. Now different. I'm going to get all mixed up on Johnny. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what, what else did you like or not like or whatever about the first episode? Or anything stand uh, out to you in particular? Let's see. The the monarch. I love the monarch. Yeah. Like, the, all <laughs> of the stupid allusions to how dangerous a monarch butterfly is. And everybody <laughs> pointing out, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> they don't sting. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, yeah. I, I also had the monarch as, like, a highlight from the pilot. Like, it, he, he's a... Recur not just a recurring character he's basically a regular character on the right. show and you he probably wasn't designed to necessarily be that way from the pilot alone but you know that they they just liked him enough <laughs> that they wanted to bring him back and make him a big part like right. i i love just the little things about him like on the airplane you know menacingly finishing his drink and hitting the <laughs> yeah. uh call for wait or call for a the flight attendant, attendant button it's yeah. hilarious and uh just his his comments like i like the way that he talks kind of formally or not i don't know if formal's the word but he talks like you know a villain where or he has like a very specific way of talking then he'll just throw in these like ridiculous sentences or phrases and stuff or casual things that are totally at odds with that or you know he's 
talking to himself about the Venture Brothers and seeing them with a prostitute because they don't know what they're doing, but he thinks they're just oh. <laughs> seeing her. And is, I see you have already discovered the fleshy jig of the mommy and daddy dance. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. The mommy and daddy dance. The monarch's great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, even early on, he was, he was a highlight, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of the things I noticed, you know, the thing that... Well, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the the villain that was introduced in the beginning yeah. who isn't really a villain. The ninja? The ninja. <laughs> I loved uh, I loved when they introduced him to uh, Venture and he's he's like back up in the corner dressed <laughs> as a ninja and he's like, "Oh, so and so." Come meet Dr. Venture. Oh, I see you've you've noticed the suspicious looking Asian fellow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They have a lot of fun with him and expectations because, you know, they, they set him up as like this dangerous expert uh, yeah. guy, but really or he you know, is probably trying to steal the plans for Dr. Venture's invention. But really he's just yeah. he's just a weird tech fetishist guy. Yeah. But it, and then yeah, they've got the part in the corner of the ceiling where it's supposed to be like one of those, like uh, you know, pan tilt shots where you see someone hiding that the characters aren't aware of, but the characters are just totally aware of him. And yeah. He's there. That's funny. Yeah. They like they like to uh, or they set up the bit at the end where he smoke bombs away. Where normally right. they just do that as a cheap way in cartoons for a character to disappear, but it says like, no, he's right over there. Like yeah. he's just hiding behind a plant, like yeah. three feet away from where he <laughs> threw it. Uh, the only thing that didn't stand out with his, or made didn't make sense to me with his character in it is that he tries to poison Doctor Venture at one point. I don't know what his motivation is oh, for that. <laughs> I I got that he was just he was trying to do that, so like. Because he, maybe he's ashamed of what he was doing. Yeah, maybe. You know, because he, when he ended up doing it... Or he like, wants to steal it for himself or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a stretch, but it's possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there were a lot of things, just watching this as someone who's seen the rest of it, there are things that stood out as being off, and then other things that were, like, surprisingly, like... Things that I didn't know started this earlier. I didn't remember started this early in the show. Like, uh, you know, the animation obviously feels way off to me. And, yeah. And even from the second episode, the second episode looks better than the first. It does. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure the first one was animated in Flash. Like, it oh, just really? looks like a Flash animated. And that explains a little bit of why the frame rate kind of sucks. Like, it's just this cheap <laughs> thing. Yeah. I, I don't think they sent it off to an animation team to really do hmm. and the second episode and the rest of the series uh i or the rest of, at least the first season i think they're using the same like you know offshore animation oh, really? team obviously it it's a yeah it's a korean animation company they talk about it in the dvd commentary sometimes and how frustrating it can be sometimes because you know they don't even really speak the same language as these people they just send over uh mm-hmm. you know the what it's supposed to look like, tell them how to animate it, and sometimes they'll get it back, and they'll be like, that's the wrong color! We didn't want that! Oh. But, but it's, you know, it's a cheap adult swim show, so they just yeah offshore it all, I guess. That's such a funny concept to me. Yeah, that you send something overseas to animate. Yeah. Especially these days, where, like, computer animation, you can do so much now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's what they do. Um, 
so yeah, I, I guess uh, some of the things that were also different about the pilot, the monarch and the henchmen, like their costumes are totally different from the rest of the show. Oh, really? Do you notice that? Yeah. No, um... Because even in the second episode, they're the right. They're the ones that they are the rest of the way through. Where it's mostly yellow, and he has the crown and stuff. And this one, they're like mostly like black furry costumes with like little bits of yellow. Oh right, yeah. They yeah. they look a little more moth like than they do in the actual series. Yeah. But, but yeah, or butterfly like I guess <laughs> modern yeah. butterflies. But but yeah, it look just looks different. Um, the Venture Brothers are a little more naive than they are later, but. I mean, part of that is just their character arc. Yeah. So it, it doesn't That's, stand out too much. Right. And I um, I always think that Hank looks like a dopey version of Fred from Scooby-Doo. Yeah, he definitely does. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that was on purpose, but yeah. I think so. Um, th- I know, at least with this episode, a lot of what they're drawing from was Hanna-Barbera cartoons. And, like and you know Scooby Doo mm-hmm. and a lot of those, mm-hmm. uh, so you've got the venture or t- you know team venture being the Johnny Quest type characters, and you've got like the monarchs kind of like a classic cartoon supervillain type mm-hmm. guy, and then they've got little references to Scooby Doo too, like the mummy yeah. scene where the mummy is still in there <gasps> right. and Brock just beats the hell out of him. Yeah, it's a total Scooby. Well, it's Race Bannon and the way that Race Bannon like saves the Quest team, mm-hmm. and he's like just the bodyguard who beats up on things. But it's also uh, Scooby-Doo in that, like, at the end of that, uh, Dr. Venture goes up to him and he says, well, uh, oh, this, this is just ace bandages and toilet paper. Yeah. Seems like a lot of things weren't quite what they seemed on our last adventure. So <laughs> it's like they were going through a Scooby-Doo scenario and just were completely incompetent and never realized right. that the mummy was just a guy it's dressed okay. up to scare people away from something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, some of the things that I thought were further along, uh, the opening credits, they already had the same credits they ended up using for the rest of that season. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's they, what I thought. They alter them a bit as it goes on, and they shorten it a lot, but that's yeah. that's really what they use. Yeah. Um, the Venture compound looks pretty much exactly how it does in the rest really? of the series. Uh, they, they introduce a number of characters that, like, show up a lot as the show goes on, and I... I, I just wouldn't have expected to be in the pilot like uh, yeah. um, Professor Impossible who is the uh, he's the, is he the was he's he the, the Mr. Fantastic character oh guess. yeah okay the guy who was showing off the solar powered car at yeah. the UN and then you see him like stretch his arms later yeah and it's yeah because he's he's basically just Mr. Fantastic yeah, right yeah uh, and then they also have Billy Quizboy and uh, Pete White, who are, uh, that was the little uh, kind of boyish looking scientist guy mm-hmm. in the albino one. Yeah. They're, okay. they're also characters that show up a lot as the show goes on. Okay. And uh, there's there's that weird uh, dream sequence, uh, and you know. Oh, yeah. Of, of the fetus. That's like so weird. <laughs> yeah. Like. I don't know in the pilot if they were trying to set anything up or if they were just trying to do a weird joke to like him that well, being like his safe place or something. His he was in the mommy place. Yeah, yeah, the mommy place. Like that was so weird. <laughs> yep, it's pretty yeah. weird. Uh, it, it, we'll talk a little more in this next episode, but that's that's something that appears there and but then is actually tying into an arc over the first season. Oh, really? Yeah, they start to actually make sense of that. 
I don't know if that... I don't think that was probably their intention yeah. in the pilot, but it might have been. I don't know. Uh, yeah, let's see. I The pilot, I thought, did a pretty good job of establishing the world. Or it, was a, it did a pilot's job yes. of getting the proof of concept across. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't... Well, go ahead. I was going to say, so obviously this show is a, it's the Venture Brothers, so it's about the kids... But they just seem like a side... Yeah. Like, a side character. And, I mean, like, as it's it's hard to explain exactly, because through the first season, that that's kind of the case. Like, it's yeah. almost a joke that the show's called The Venture Brothers, but it's not really them. Yeah. It's more about Dr. Venture, and you'll see, they'll get into more about Dr. Venture's past and his dad and his father and, issues. Yeah. And, because... I know we. I talked about already that he's kind of the Doctor Quest analog, but really, it's more like he was the Johnny Quest of his own age as a kid, and this oh. is like his neck, the next generation. So him as you know this failed scientist who could never live up to what his dad was, and his own kids, and you know his own yeah. bodyguard and stuff. Yeah, they, but uh, but yeah, the Venture Brothers do seem like just kind of goofy side characters yeah they joke a little in the pilot about how you know the framework of the show is that they're foiling things even though they're totally not like yeah the the ninja mentioning like oh those it's a good thing his kids aren't around to screw this up for me this time (laughs) like like they had done much of anything they were just inconvenient (laughs) yeah but yeah um they there were some examples of like uh Sat, you know, real world satire and like clever callbacks and like my little, <laughs> not hidden but you know not op- less obvious jokes in this too. I liked uh, <coughs> I liked the bit about uh, like when you see them being robbed, you see all the stuff they're taking, and yeah. one's a busy bee club wallet. Yeah, and then later when the prostitute mentions her busy beehive. Uh, they're like, oh yeah, like excited to go, mm-hmm. presumably because they're fans of the Busy Bee Club. <laughs> Whatever yeah. that is, just a mix-up. Well, and I noticed in that same scene, um, is is Busy Bee supposed to be like kind of like Disney? Like, I don't know. Cause I don't know. I I can't remember that showing up in the show again. But. Because like the way the animation, like the showed like bisbee or whatever yeah it looked very much like disney like it was a knockoff yeah of disney but it might have been i yeah. just i can't i can't remember if that ever shows up again yeah or not. you've got the mickey mouse club and the busy bee club <laughs> right exactly yeah that's so, a good point yeah yeah you're probably right <laughs> <laughs> um uh, there's the little skin dog thing that showed up yes. as the cosmetic industry testing joke and uh yeah. Yeah. I don't know, that's most of what I had for the first episode. Yeah. Um, I, I I caught the same thing with Dr. Venture trying to live up to his, his father. Cause oh, yeah. They, they open it up with son of inventor, scientist showing off his right. new... Right. That's right. Scientist's son showing off new invention, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that that does become kind of his arc. <laughs> yeah. Well, should we move on to the second one, or you got yeah, anything else can, to... We can go on to the second one. Cool. Uh, 
so I like I like the little intro scene. It's kind of just this fun little thing yeah. where they're they're playing the card game and you know gives Brock. It, it kind of redefines Brock a little bit. Like you still get to see him, you know, rampage out, but you also get to see him as like the kind of calm, collected mission man. Like the fir- the pilot right. set him up as just like kind of a madman. Right, <laughs> right. I believe my. Um... I had a note on the first one that just says Brock is crazy. Yeah, yeah. 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 And his characterization changes quite a bit as the show goes on, but but yeah, I liked yeah. the little the little bit about the the one guy wanting to join Brock. Yeah. And it, it, they threw in kind of a reference to that famous uh Coca-Cola commercial with uh, mean mean Joe Green right. where yeah, he gives him the jersey and gets all excited. Yeah. It was kind of funny. But I love that I love that later on when Brock and Dr. Venture meet up, Brock is now wearing again another exact same black shirt that he threw to that guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just has like, a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so, so this episode, as we kind of mentioned, this was a year and a half after the pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely looks different. The animation's a little better. Like people don't ha- look all weird and lumpy headed sometimes. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, the the costumes and things look more like I think what they're going for. Yeah. With the uh, the monarch and his team, and Doctor Girlfriend is wearing like her Jackie Onassis mm-hmm. costume. Uh, there's, there's still some things that you know, are are missing or or don't feel like they've quite gotten up to what they eventually are like with the henchmen. Uh, most of the henchmen are just like you know generic ones. They had the mm-hmm. what's his name Speedy. Speedy, yeah. Uh, later on, they kind of use what who are no, two, two characters known as henchmen twenty one and twenty four yeah. as kind of like the henchmen characters uh, to like you know give the audience some insight into them yeah but uh yeah speedy sounds kind of like 24 ultimately sounds in the show like i think it's this well i i I think they're you know it's just the the creators do those voices anyway they do like half the voices on the show but but yeah like you can tell it's kind of an early version of henchman 24 that they didn't really know quite what to do with yet Mm -hmm. uh there's also the first episode with helper the oh, robot. Yeah. I love Helper. Yeah. <laughs> I just. <laughs> what did they do to you? <laughs> I just uh-huh. love his his voice and his uh his design. He's just yeah. funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He just works yeah. for me. Um. Yeah. The monarch is again a pretty big part of the episode. Uh. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, it <laughs> seemed like they they definitely saw from the pilot that he worked and they want to give more to that character. Right. Now, um, did the monarch, like, did he migrate to Mexico, or is his lair just in Mexico? Uh, it migrates. His, his, uh, cocoon can fly, so he was, he was returning to Mexico, which, based on his backstory, he was looking for his parents. Yeah, his, his foster parents. His foster parents, because his real parents died. I, um... I loved that story because it was so ridiculous. I expected <laughs> Dr. Girlfriend to just slap him in the face. Like, yeah. But no, I, yeah. she cares about him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love that. Like, yeah. I, I love that Dr. Girlfriend is such a ridiculous thing where they have a guy with this raspy voice doing it. For, and, like, 
at least early on, nobody really says much. Like, later on, characters will occasionally make reference to that. Yeah. But, like, at this point, it's just there. That's just her voice. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, they they actually have a relationship where, you know, like, they're, they have their troubles, or definite troubles, especially in some, some of the mid-seasons, but... But they, you know, actually care about each other. Yeah. <laughs> as ridiculous as they both are. <laughs> uh, I, I, I didn't remember that story really that well. The, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that ever comes up again. The, oh, the really? monarch's origin story. <laughs> he's just kind of a weird guy. Dresses monarch most of the time. But yeah. 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 He's... I like her, you know, just kind of offhanded mention. Or Dr. Girlfriend's offhanded mention that his... Uh, parents or it, it, it that moth or Mo- butterflies only have like oh. nine month lives yeah so they'd they be dead nine months yeah, yeah. this is the sadness on yeah. <laughs> the monarch's face real briefly yeah uh again in the you know evil villain speech to something totally casual i liked uh the monarch's little line about Samson will go totally sick house on our asses i like my ass gentlemen I know. <laughs> like, it's just Nobody yeah. talks that way. It's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ari mentioned the fetus flashback that shows up again. Yeah. Except this time and you have another video. fetus yeah. biting onto the first fetus. Right. <laughs> Which is weird. It is weird. Yeah. I I won't I won't spoil all that for you. Don't spoil that for me. <laughs> That's one of the things that actually does come in on the first season. Uh, <laughs> I liked the little... There's a little reference to Baron Underbite. Uh, yeah. When, when they're like, I thought Baron Underbite was Dr. Venture's nemesis. Uh, he shows up from time to time in the show. Okay. He's also the guy in the opening credits uh, uh, towards the end who has the giant metal jaw. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen that. Yeah. I, I, I kind of wonder if they had plans for him at all other than they just had the character design and thought that was a funny name for him. Yeah. <laughs> um... What do you think of Dr. Venture's portrayal as a character in this one? Portrayal as a I mean... Like, I, I just thought it was weird that... Or, I mean, they're really setting him up to be pretty much a... Like, he's he's obviously, you know, kind of a selfish guy. But, yeah. like, he's pretty big dick to, you know, yeah, not care about his what, kids until his kidney's that, missing. And that's he what wants I was... To go after them. Um, I just thought, and I don't know, for some reason, the way he acted towards his kids in the first one didn't really surprise me. It just kind of opened up, like, this, the pilot, or episode two just kind of opened up how much of a dick he is to <laughs> his kids. Yeah. Because, yeah, I have that written down. It's like, he only cares about the kids when he needs something. Like, yep. You know? Yeah, the monarch left all the different messages on his little phone yeah. thing, and he just ignored them all, and then, right. yeah. Didn't, didn't care until he needed his kidney. Yeah, cause, but, I mean, I was already getting, I already, like, the way he reacted to helpers' upgrades, mm-hmm. that they were like, that the kids were like, oh, I bet Dad would love this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, when they surprised him in the first episode, there he just seemed bothered by yeah. their presence. So, yeah. like, I don't know, it didn't, it just, it didn't strike me as something new. Right. Yes. At least not his right. Behavior it was them. consistent. Um, yeah. I. I thought it was funny that he, had come down to Mexico to teach a class about, um, 
the chupacabra. Myth, the, yeah, the chupacabra and <laughs> Catholicism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like in a community college, <laughs> right? Like he's obviously not yeah, that renowned. Yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah. he's doing. It, uh, yeah, community college in Tijuana. Yeah, like of all places. Right, right. But yeah, I, 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 I guess that's that's true. Like as far as this character's been set up, that's pretty consistent. Like everybody is kind of like archetypes at this point. Yeah. Or not archetypes, but they're they're definitely types yeah. as opposed to like fully fleshed out characters. So like he hasn't later on, you know, he's still that guy, but you at least get the impression he sort of cares about his kids. There is a reason why he might care less, especially here, that hasn't been revealed yet. Mm. And there's, but it, it's also a plot twist that kind of like invalidates the whole reason of going after them for a kidney too. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the main thing. Everybody's still kind of their broader version of themselves but that's normal for a show at this stage where you're trying to figure out who they are like on a broad end and then like kind of move in on making that more specific so yeah Yeah. Um, overall what do you think of these couple I think they're good beginning (laughs) episodes I laughed out loud at some of the stuff I think they the jokes are clever, mm-hmm. and it's very much it's a a good show to appeal to people who watched Johnny Quest, and then I still I like Brock because of Johnny Bravo, <laughs> like I I'm I'm into it, yeah, and yeah. Well, cool. We'll uh we'll see what you think on some of the future ones. Uh, next week we'll be covering episodes. Well. On Netflix, three and four. On the DVD, they're more like two and three. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, it, you've seen one of those, the one where they're in space. Yes. We don't know whether you've seen the other one or not. We can't remember I, if we got that far. I don't think, now that we've seen episode two, I don't think I have. I think I've only seen okay. the first three. So. Okay, so then we'll be off the map for Reba. It'll be a yes. totally new thing for and uh, I'll keep, I don't know looking at how the show progresses so uh thanks for listening and we'll uh catch you all next week bye guys